There are those, it seems, who want to sell us a pill for life itself. It's a trillion-dollar industry and getting bigger every day. You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Kathleen Slattery-Moscow, writer, director, award-winning filmmaker, and former drug sales rep. Kathleen has made three films about pharmaceutical influence and its effects. Welcome to the show, Kathleen. Thank you for having me. Kathleen, I'd like to talk about your third film, Perks, and that's P-E-R little X. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the film and how it differs from your first two films. Well, the first two films, Side Effects and Money Talks, Profits Before Patient Safety, Side Effects was a fiction feature film closely based on my decade of experience working for the pharmaceutical industry and stars Katherine Heigl. It's a movie, per se, and a place where people can get entertained and educated at the same time. We went on to make the documentary, Money Talks, Profits Before Patient Safety, and that included opinion leaders from throughout the country weighing in on all the layers of influence of the pharmaceutical industry. And after after those two films, I was approached by the MGH Institute out of Boston, who were they by Alyssa Ladd, um, who was very interested in creating a film for continuing education purposes for the medical community, and she was looking to make a film that could really present the information in a way that prescribers would think more about rational prescribing and prescribing in an evidence-based manner versus a marketing-based manner. And she had really liked, you know, uh, both films in terms of side effects and money talks, and she liked that combination of presenting information, important information, but also having there be an entertaining component to it. So she had asked me to create a film that would be, again, used for continuing education purposes that prescribers would be able to get credit for. That was a combination of the two. And so, again, we went out to some of the biggest opinion leaders throughout the country and interviewed them on a wide variety of topics surrounding this issue. And also, you know, most continuing medical education are typically these dry modules. They're not very engaging. Sometimes they're a lecture. They take on a variety of forms, but uh, we wanted this to be different. And so we created this film, which was broken down into four modules, and it's now available for free in terms of viewing and and ultimately for the credits at perksinfo.org. So it's P-E-R-X info.org and the film includes opinion leaders like Jerry Avorn out of Harvard and Joel Lection with the World Health Organization and and many others and it's been such an honor to be involved in all three of these projects but in terms of perks the knowledge that it will specifically be used in terms of continuing education in a way that will really hopefully enhance practitioners practice with their patients. To me, that's so rewarding and very exciting. How many how many hours of CME can I get from going to the website? You know, that portion of the, the CME com- portion is not complete, and the MGH Institute is the one working on that. So very soon, you can go to the website right now to view the film, but uh, very soon all the information will be released on CE credits, and again, it will be free to everyone, which is an exciting part of it. 
also, this film, it was a result of the Neurontin settlement. We know that, obviously, Neurontin had been being promoted for off-label uses, and as a result of that settlement, uh, Pfizer was uh, required to set aside a certain amount of funding for raising awareness with both physicians and consumers about the marketing tactics of the pharmaceutical industry, much like the tobacco right, settlement right. when they had to, to do that. So uh, the film was funded through the MGH Institute was one of the recipients of that grant, and then they brought us on board to make that film. But that's how the film came to be. And again, because of that, it's exciting because it becomes available for free and in the public domain, so anybody can have access to the films. And I think the feedback so far has been phenomenal. We've Again, we've been blown away by the feedback of all three films, but from the film just became available within the last month at the website, and the feedback so far from the medical community has been so wonderful because, again, our goal wasn't just to tell everything that's wrong with the industry. It's to raise awareness, raise awareness about the FDA process, what all of this looks like behind the scenes, but then also to provide solutions in terms of this issue. How do we uh, be better prescribers in terms of evidence-based medicine? And to me, again, that was such an exciting part of it, to be part of a solution and not just you know, I don't want to be someone that's just screaming down with the pharmaceutical industry or, you know, I'm a reasonable person. I know that we need pills and I know that we need medications and I know that there has to be some incentive for profit in terms of incenting companies to do more research. But the system as it currently is, is broken. We really go into all those different avenues with perks. And it's again, it's very geared towards the medical community. Recovering drug sales rep, now turned filmmaker. Kathleen, I'm wondering if you uh, came across the book or the person named Richard Epstein, who wrote a book called Overdose, How Excessive Government Regulations Stifles Pharmaceutical Innovation. He's kind of on the other team. You know, I have not read that book. I've got a pile of books about a mile high on my desk because there's so much interesting reading out there right now. But for all of us to be looking at both sides of this issue as we're coming up with solutions, because again, if you're just saying down with the pharmaceutical industry and it should be just, it's all, it should be all about regulation, I think we're missing the point. And my goal has always just been raise awareness so that we can, on the other side, you know, and to be, and to in a way that makes us thoughtful in thinking about things possibly on both sides of the issue. So at the end of the day, we can make the very best decisions either for our patients or ourselves as patients. What's happened to the doctor in this whole argument? It seems like doctors aren't as bright as we think they are, that they can't see through this kind of patina of marketing and realize that most of it is, in fact, a bunch of garbage, propaganda, and truly marketing, new and improved, like that's going to be better than what we had, which worked fine. You know, when these reps come in my office and they want me to switch over to their new med because the old one's going off patent, it's just such a pain. It's like, I'm fine with what I have. Things are great. I don't need any more medicines. I have enough in my closet to take care of patients. We need no new medicines. Again, I called on the medical community for 10 years, and I have a lot of respect for physicians, but I do feel that there has been this feeling throughout the years that they are immune to the marketing, you know, that, you know, maybe their colleagues are susceptible to some of these things, but they themselves are not. They can go to the lunches. They can go to the dinners. They can participate in all of these things, and they are immune 
immune. And I can tell you as a former drug rep that that is not right. the numbers. I could see exactly what happened when I brought in a nice lunch one week. I got the numbers the next week, and you, you could see exactly what happened uh, as a result of your efforts. And the industry would not be spending the money that it does on direct-to-physician advertising with an army of 90 to 100 thousand sales reps out there pounding the door, you know, pounding on the doors, bringing in lunches, you know, well-paid reps with company cars and the whole nine yards. They would not do that if it didn't work, nor would they run these beautiful ads that we're seeing on television. They'd only do things that work, and by work, I mean drive market share. So again, I think on the individual physician level, there is often this feeling of, well, that's not me. I'm immune to that. But again, the numbers show something. The doctor may not have a lot of self-awareness and not realize that he is actually changing his prescribing habits just to kind of please the rep or give a certain quid pro quo back to the rep for that free lunch. Well, and I think that was what was so exciting as we were screening, you know, side effects and money talks and now perks across the country for medical schools and for different medical organizations is that by seeing it on the screen, it was like something clicked. And the Q&A sessions after the films were just so passionate and people were excited because it was like, oh my gosh, now that I see this, I, when I, you know, it's just, it's in my face. I'm seeing what this looks like. It's like an, a, a realization comes over them. I think the other thing too is in relation a little bit to samples because I still get so many physicians coming forward and saying, Kathleen, the only reason I still see reps is because, oh my gosh, those samples are so critical and I take them to my indigent patients or I, it really allows me to try these drugs and I don't know where I'd be without the samples and all I can say as a rep is that the samples were one of the best marketing tools that I had in my bag. And I, again, it's so hard for me still to admit this up front, but I was not only evaluated on my ability to move market share, I was evaluated on my ability to push samples through my territory. And if I was not pushing enough samples on my physicians, my job was at risk because the, the industry knows if you can get those samples in the physician's hands, you get them writing that drug. And it's darn good business, not good medicine, but it's darn good business. Give away a week's worth, give away a month's worth, because most of these samples now and most of the conditions that are being promoted these days are for these chronic diseases, you know, the diabetes, the the cholesterol reduction and the high blood pressure. And it makes good sense to give people a week's worth if they're going to be on it for a lifetime or give it away to your indigent patients. Because when you go back to your private practice and you have your your insured patients or your, your cash paying patients, when you actually take out the pad, you're going to be much more likely to write prescriptions for those meds. You've made three films, Side Effects, Money Talks, and Perks. What would you like to see doctors coming away with? What messages do you really want them to uh, take home and try and kind of change their behaviors? For me, it's it's so much about awareness because I have seen what can happen when physicians and other uh, prescribers, when they actually understand what this looks like behind the scenes. I have seen what that awareness can do in terms of them rethinking the way that they're practicing medicine, rethinking where they're getting their information from, getting really passionate, passionate about seeking out objective information. So for me, awareness is one of the 
the best things that, you know, I can be a part of, but that, that each physician can do is to become really educated on how all this works because you will be much more likely to make better decisions regarding your patients and be less susceptible, even on a very subjective or unconscious level to this marketing that goes on. And, you know, keep in mind, too, most of the CME, most of the continuing medical education credits that are currently available to physicians are funded by the pharmaceutical industry. So even as you're going on and thinking you're, you know, uh, to, to get more education, that all of that information is being skewed or a, a, a big chunk of it. So at every turn, physicians are bombarded with this marketing, some of it overt, some of it must, much less overt. But once they're aware, it really changes the dynamics in terms of what they do. I'm not about to tell any doctor that they should never see reps again, that they should never take samples again. And each doctor has to make that determination for the, for themselves in their own practice. I, I just know that if they're aware, they'll be much more conscientious about the decisions that they make and how they interact with the industry. Well, I'd like to thank our guest, Kathleen Slattery Moscow. I'm Dr. Larry Caskell, and you have been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com, and thank you for listening.